Previously on Anything Goes. Then you're going to be accused of being prejudiced. You can't eat the peanut butter sandwich. There's no reason why you should have made it past five years old. Exactly. Natural selection. They should just just put uh, peanut butter on the woman's vagina, and as the baby comes out, (laughs) and if it's dead, they're like, ah, wasn't meant to be. This one didn't make it. That's a fucking good idea. (laughs) Well, now we know. And sprinkle some flour on it, too, so if it's a celiac, we don't want that either. And then just get all these different fresh fruits, because, yeah, they should have them just go through, like, or drag the baby through a smoothie or something like that of, like... I feel bad for people with with allergies. Like, I know, like... And now, let's get to a new exciting show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for some laughs? Are you? Guess which host wears a shirt at the gym that says, Yes, I farted. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? Dave Martin. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. And Kathleen McGee. And I'll execute every motherfucking last one of you. Can you dig it? What's on your setup, Dave? Uh, I got this one. I bought it. (laughs) That's, That's nice. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys doing? How are you? Good. We're good. We just uh, spoke to Jamila and Sean about the whole Second City problem that's going on. Yeah, what is going on with that? Well, you know, there's been a whole thing in Toronto and Chicago, you know, decades of racism there and how it's only just spilled out now. The CEO is still oh, yeah, yeah. And Jamila yeah. for years and her husband, Sean, have been saying there's problems and nobody would listen to them. So now it's being, not addressed, but at least it's out in the public. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, okay. thing, we the, the, good thing we don't have that problems in the stand-up world, huh? No, no, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Everything's actually okay. the way it's supposed to. We're all getting along. It's all... <laughs> it's all getting along. It's all Rodney King times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you guys okay? Everybody's Okay. Yeah, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm in I'm in Barrie now, so I don't even live in Toronto. So it's like I'm in I'm kind of like living in Barrie. I'm living in Barrie, so it's been a couple of years. How long How long have you been in Hamilton now? It's been five years. Yeah, probably it's 2012, the end of 2012. Oh, wow. So eight yeah, years. So, yeah, eight years. Holy shit, wow. it's been a while. Yeah. And how are And how are you enjoying that? Before we get into the other stuff, like just living in Hamilton. I, you know what? I, it's a love-hate. Like, I like Hamilton, but I hate it, too. But it's quiet. Like, it's really right. quiet. Yes. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one thing I kind of like about Barrie. It's like, it's just not Toronto. It's not yeah. you know, certain things culturally I miss about Toronto, but I don't miss the noise. You don't, yeah, you don't, yeah, yeah. You don't like going Sorry. to sleep to sirens and people screaming and yelling outside? <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, when I lived in Toronto and the first part of Hamilton... We lived right in the club district. When we lived in Toronto, we were at Queen and John. Whoa. So it was, and then now we're like by uh, Bruce Trail. Like we're the Bruce Trail backs onto my house, and it's just right. it's quiet. Yeah, nice. You get to a certain age, you're like, I'm good. Right. Okay, but good. do you ever find find like sometimes I'll go and if I like I went on a fishing trip, my very first one, and then we had to sleep in a house overnight, and it was just out in the middle of nowhere, and then that silence freaked the fuck out of me. Yeah, I don't like that shit. Yeah, it was like too <laughs> quiet. Yeah, I, when I say silence, I mean like there's cars and stuff. I just yeah. Like I like having a little yes. car just to know that someone else is out there. Yeah, yeah. Oh. 
Yeah, I watch too many horror movies, man. I exactly. Those are the ones yeah. that freak me out, like The Strangers. Like yeah. a crazy guy in the woods. That freaks That's me the out. scariest horror movie of all time, The Strangers. I hate that Is movie. It? I've never seen it. Oh, it's, you don't? You don't. It's so if, scary. If, if, you, if you live in an isolated area, like even in Barrie, I wouldn't, it's sort of like, and it shows you how creepy, if you look at- Even in movie, Barrie. <laughs> even in Barrie. <laughs> but I think just, the, the thing like, with what, The Strangers- is that it's like they 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 make it out that it's like no they had there were no reason for them they just felt like murdering these people like that's it's so random that's the scary right. scary part right but it's also the kind of thing where you you if you look out your window what's scarier someone just standing there completely still yeah. or like someone just I don't know break dancing dancing know, just really... <laughs> that's like break us dancing. us was scary like that where they're like yeah. standing yes. at the top of the driveway and you're like Ugh. yeah well yeah. the thing with the thing with us was that like. If, if you were in if you were in the us universe, you'd have to be like, mm-hmm. okay, there's something more to this than just crazy people. Yeah, 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 yeah. But in in the strangers, it's just like you're just in a random house out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Three people just showed up in a pickup truck, and they're gonna fuck you up. So it's like why yeah, why yeah. you know Clockwork Orange fucked up people for so long, right? Yeah. It's that random violence that there's nothing that you can think of why it happened. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. There's no reason. Yeah, that's most of the movies in the '80s. A lot of the horror movies in the '80s was like white flight fear, like the the, the urban or, or people from the city are coming to get you. In right, white flight it was a lot of that shit. So it was, yeah. yeah. I just watched Reagan. Like a, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That'd yeah. be a great horror movie now. Just Reagan coming to get you. It's, it it was a lot of. A lot of the Friday the Thirteenth were like apparently like about Reagan, about like you know kids having sex and then they yeah. get killed. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny because I just watched like a six hour documentary on um, Nightmare on Elm Street, the whole series, yeah. and then I was told there's a nine hour one on the Friday the Thirteenth where they break them all down, like you're saying, oh, of shit. why what they do and why and all that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just I recently just saw. Um, it was on one of the movie channels that they had like a free preview for. And I recently saw return of the living dead. Oh, wow. Uh, which was from, I think 1985. And I remember my dad, we, we were on a trip to Florida in 85 or 84. And my dad took me to night of the living return of the living wow. dead. And that's the one where all the punk rockers mm-hmm. uh, go to party in the graveyard. And, um, and then they burn, this sort of zombie thing, and then the, uh, all the toxins go up into the sky, and it rains down, and then uh, that activates all the zombies, and then they come alive. And uh, I'm watching this movie, and I remember it freaked the shit out of me when I was like 13 or 14. And then I'm watching it again, going, "Man, I must have been a real pussy back then, because this is not that scary." And also, you, back yeah. then, back then. Yeah. <laughs> Back then, as I hid under a blanket watching it a week ago. <laughs> but it's always like those people that are really afraid of Jaws. I'm like, just stay away from the water. You'll be okay. You know? I don't know, man. I, I watched horror movies when I was a kid. When I was like, I must have been four, and I watched Amityville Horror. That that was terrifying. Oh, like yeah. Four years old. You're not supposed to yeah. watch that shit when you're no. four. Yeah. No, no. I know my... And my dad would be like, hey, come on, watch uh, see yeah. the horror hero evil. It's great. Yeah. No. I mean, my, when my kid was nine, my first kid, he went to grandma's house and they let him watch Spider-Man, the first movie, and he came back traumatized by that just because of some yeah. of the 
the action and the blood and stuff. And I'm like, I can't imagine being four and you're watching The Shining yeah. or Amazon Horror or, you know. Jesus. The Shining's terrifying to me now. Yes, for a different yeah. reason. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but it's psychological. It's more psychological than, you know, like a, a body count. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My first horror movie was Poltergeist, and I'll never forget that guy ripping his face off. Yeah. I haven't seen that whole movie. I remember the I remember the, like I remember older kids talking about that movie when I was like a, a younger kid, and but I don't think I didn't see it. It took me like I saw it maybe like ten years later after it originally came out. But I remember older kids in school talking about it, going like, "Ooh, what's that?" You know, "Ooh, I, I want to see that." Have you seen the new Rambo? I just watched it on Friday. I haven't yet. No, is it any good? It, it's ba- it, he's based. It's basically horror. Like he, the way it's all gore. Like the way he stabs people. It's it's, mm-hmm. it, it's horror. But yeah, that's yeah. It's it's fine. It's you know it's rant. It's last. Blood. But what? Because I know you're a big pop culture guy as well. Did you watch Stranger Things and did you enjoy it or no? Yeah, I I liked it. I, I don't understand people's obsession with the '80s though. Like it wasn't right. a good time. <laughs> But people love it. But yeah, I liked it. I, I like the first season the best, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I noticed but, one thing. Yeah. I noticed one thing though when it came to like Stranger Things or a lot of movies that take place in the eighties, because you could tell that they're being written by someone from today, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's like when they're when they're stuck with like, oh wait, there's no cell phones. How are we gonna? How are they gonna communicate? And then someone's like, "Ooh, walkie talkies, yeah." <laughs> but so like, so now, now that everyone in the '80s had a walkie talkie. And it's just all these like weird things that they have to sort of skip over because they didn't have that technology then. That like, oh well, now we'll make it work because well, everyone mm-hmm. have a walkie talkie. We're just sort of like, I didn't have a walkie talkie. <laughs> I, I did. Well, why won't you return my walkie-talkie call? <laughs> Don't you remember the movie Big? Yes. Yeah. It, there's there's big walkie-talkie scenes yeah, in Big. That. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm surprised the Me Too movement never came after Big because when you watch it now, you're going like, "Is she? She's she wants to fuck a 13 year old boy? That's who that? I mean, she doesn't know that Tom Hanks is." She stuff. didn't want to. She wanted to fuck Tom Hanks. I know, but... What would, what would you feel if you wanted to fuck a woman and then found out she was 12? Yeah, I, don't I, answer, Dave. <laughs> it's a trap. It's a trap. It's <laughs> the guy from Star Wars with the fish eyes to be like, it's a trap. Don't answer it's it. It's a trap. <laughs> yeah, it is a trap. It, it's in the past. It happens. It was a week ago. I know, but it's still in the past. <laughs> So uh, 48 hours ago, I think it's been, Dave Chappelle released the YouTube clip. And it's yeah. funny how there's some of the, the reviews of the of it. And one of them that I read was, it was very interesting that they kept on calling it a special and saying yeah. it was either good or not. And in my opinion, I don't know if I would call it a special. First of all, it wasn't on a platform. It was put on YouTube for free. Mm-hmm. It's only 27 minutes. And I don't think it should be held to the same bar as his last Netflix special. It was no. a message. The, me- yeah. the message for sure. I'm not it, saying but the message, message. important. But the, the no, message- that's what it was, though. It, was, it wasn't a special. Yeah. It was a message for yes. everybody to see. Yeah. Right. Well, but some of the blowback from it is a bit about it's not. I didn't know there was blowback. Well, there, it's not as much of a special. And, you know, it, it takes a long time to get to things, that kind of thing. It's like, first of all, it was free. It was put on YouTube. And it's yeah. not on a Netflix Presents, 
you know, hour long show. It's, you know, socially distanced. It's an odd time. Uh, those people are assholes. It's an asshole to review that as, as anything. Right. Like it's a special. Yeah. I mean, like, it, yeah, it, yeah. There's nothing was prepared. I think it was kind of done out of his own frustration because that's what I mean. I yeah. think so. I think so many people were just like, "What does Dave Chappelle have to say? What does Dave Chappelle have to say?" Yeah. And then he was finally like, "Okay, I'll say this." And I mean, yeah, it wasn't on Netflix. It was done through the Netflix YouTube. Netflix is a joke, but it's still. It's like people were sort of like, "Yeah, well, as a special, I saw someone say, oh, it's a special. It sucked.'" And I'm like, "It's not." It, it's just special. Like, well, it's, no. it, it's sort of like, you know, it's like he's cutting out the middleman so he doesn't have to go on Howard Stern or uh, or any of the Sirius XM shows or any other show and be like, this I, is I know. What I think. This, he just is like throwing it out there and going like, this is what I, this is what I have to say about it. I, I don't think anyone can, that looked at it didn't know what it was. Yeah. So I think when you see those critiques, it, it's con people being contrarians. Because right. I, I, I don't know how you not look at that and go, like even the venue, him outside, he was nervous at the top. You can tell. Yeah. Like, and then going into what he was talking about, it was like, well, do you really need jokes for this? Like, it's he's talking about something serious, and it's like, I don't know. I, I can't see how anyone would look at that and go, yeah, that wasn't a great special. That that just sounds like someone who's contrarian. I knew what I was getting into. Right. 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 Yeah, so that also uh, seems that seems like a bit of a, a a thing though that is just happening these days. That like every any time that anything comes out. There's, there's this, always this group of people that are just sort of like, hmm, why isn't it exactly the way I want it to be? Yeah. Well, you're not Dave Chappelle. This is what, how he feels. He's going to do whatever the fuck he wants. And it just seems to be like everything, everybody wants everything to be exactly for them, you know, yeah. whether it's a special yeah. or an apology or a, anything. So it just, it's just a sad state of affairs <laughs> in, in many ways. It was riveting. The yeah. whole thing was riveting. It was amazing. Yeah, I don't. I I I enjoyed it. I I thought it was refreshing. I thought something just to hear that was like, oh, it was a lot of like a lot of things where I, it, he made him made him seem uh, like like him talking about like his being born. Uh, what was it? Eight forty six was yeah. is that what he said? Yes. Like stuff yeah. like that. It was kind of like just Mark Twain kind of storytelling. Like mm -hmm. it was very like. I don't know if it's true, but it just adds to the story. Like it was amazing. Like that type type of stuff is like you just saw Chappelle at a different level, other than just a stand up. You just saw him as a storyteller. You know, as someone that uh, who can act. Like that was some amazing acting to be in that moment and do that. I don't know. I just thought it was great. To me, like Chappelle and Chris Rock, they always have jokes that it's like I don't want to say they're obvious. But as soon as they say them, you say to yourself, why has no one else thought that exact yeah. thought? Because it's so yeah. great. And there doesn't have to be like 50 of those in a special for me. If there's two or three of those in a special or anything, then that is enough. Just yeah. to have those things. And for me, that 25 minutes, did I laugh a lot? No. Was there a couple times I laughed a lot? Yes. Was yeah. there a lot of times where I'm like, what? whoa, that was heavy yeah. or good? A lot of that. And like you said, if you're going to be against it, it does seem more contrary. And that's a good point. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, I think that is what's going on. But it's I, I agree with you. Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock are two comics where I want to hear more about their ideas than their right. jokes. Yes. I want to hear their perspective than the joke. Even And, and um, a lot. Louis K. was one of those. And uh, Bill Burr is another one. 
and Patrice O'Neill, where you, I want to hear the perspective on something right, right. more than the joke. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I've talked to Dave many times about Patrice. I always enjoy Patrice in an interview situation more than his mm. stand-up per se. Because yeah. it's not that his guard was down. It wasn't prepared. It was off the top of his head. And some of the things, some of those interviews on Fox are so funny that you're like, this is a different level. That doesn't yeah. mean his stand-up was bad. But when he was in the moment of just being himself, it's a different level. Yeah, yeah, Every time yeah, something happens. Every time something happens, I'm like, I, I wish Patrice O'Neill was here because I really want to know what his perspective would be on this. Because he always had, like, an amazing perspective on almost everything. Yeah. 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 He, he, he was very flawed, and I think that was amazing about him. That's what I love about Bill Burr when he said that honesty is about, uh, it isn't about, it's a, honest. Honesty isn't about being right. I, I think I think that's, like, that's important with comedy. It's like, it's not about being right. It's about being honest. I think... Patrice is like that. Like it was, right. yeah, he's very flawed, but it was, it was awesome how he, how he navigated stuff. Well, it's like, a, I mean, I think I, I, Chris Rock's one of my favorites and it's just, it was like the one joke that he had about, it's like every time that you see a lot of these people that are on these news programs and they're talking about the police, they always go, Oh, well, we got a few bad apples. We got a, there's a few bad. Yeah. Uh, and you're and like, Chris Rock had an amazing joke that oh. immediately cuts to, Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, what the, the point of the whole bad apples excuse and it's not he just said you know if american airlines said well we got a few bad apples in our pilots you know <laughs> most of our pilots like to land on the ground and like to you know land safely on the ground we got a, we got a few bad apples that like to crash into the side of a mountain you know yeah. like, nobody would put up with that and that's yeah that's one of the, that's one of the moments where you sort of say like yeah, that's a great joke, but that cuts right to the point of, yes. yeah. and it kind of blows that whole uh, uh, right-wing argument out of the water of just like, well, no, you, you don't, a few bad apples when it comes to cops is not, don't accept that, you know? My, yeah, my, I, sorry. My, I just was, my other favorite one when it comes to like a lot of white uh, right-wing sort of pundits is that they always, they, they always go by these numbers and it's sort of like, well, you know, actuality that there's more white people that get shot by police uh, than, uh, than than black people on average, and so they'll they'll pull out these numbers, and it's like not. And I've never seen one of those uh, like political guys going like, well, like that's not good either, you know. When they say it's like, well, why is why is that an excuse of like, well, you know, why more white people are shot by police? Well, that's not. I I don't like that idea either. It's like, how about cops just stop shooting unarmed people? You know, it's bootlickers gonna lick boots, man. That's what they do. Yeah, they love their cops. That's what they're gonna do. I, I, I don't know. I think those arguments. That's why I don't go on Facebook anymore. Because it's like, it's like you're just yelling at a wall. Like it's just those people are gonna believe what they're gonna believe. Yeah, and put out stats, and, and stats can be changed to fit any narrative. Right. Yeah. And you're just gonna put them out there and just follow those things. And it's like, what am I arguing with you? Right. Like I, I can't argue with people who say systemic racism doesn't exist anymore. I just like can't. I'm not going to prove. I'm just going to, I can't talk to you. I'm well, done. it's interesting because in the last two years, I've read a lot of threads that you've either been involved in or got pulled Oh, yes. <laughs> or, or, you know, yeah. But what I really have enjoyed is that you've always tried to keep it on point. Like they say yeah. something and they will not back it up. And you keep asking for proof and yeah. keep using their word and they'll never back it up. They'll always yeah. try to play the shell game of, no, 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 but over here. And you've constantly got to keep bringing them back into, no, you said this happened. 
Because yeah. this has happened a week ago. Someone said something. I wish I could remember what the thread was, but it was like about something that their friend was shot or, or something or someone they knew got oh, shot. He, yeah, it, yeah, and they're blaming it on Antifa or something. It's always yeah. something like it's some yeah. talking point. It's like, yeah, I, I think I have a problem. Uh, sorry, I, no, go ahead. I, 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 I have a problem not with like I have a pro. I had a, a debate with someone about the word the n-word and how they said it wasn't it wasn't inherently racist or inherently bad and i'm like well it is because it doesn't mean anything else than what it means right it's a racial right. slur but it was a comic and their argument was based on that dave uh, uh george carlin the idea of like there's there's the words don't, you know swear words don't really mean anything and a lot of comics came at me and they were like well you're saying that he can't say it i'm like i'm not saying he can't say it because you can say it in context anyone can right. say the word right but to deny that the word isn't inherently bad or doesn't have right. inherent meaning. Right. And I think a, a lot of people got confused with that because it's like you're, you're stuck to a talking point. And I think that's what I hate about Facebook is people are stuck in talking points and they don't really think out their ideas. Like, I, it sounds very pretentious, but it's just nobody wants to, like, just, just think their idea with themselves as opposed to something they heard. Everyone's taking sides. Everyone's partisan. Everyone's yes, taking yes. a side as opposed right. to like, I'm going to think out an idea for myself. Right. And that's what annoys me. So then, gonna... then I have to be a crusader on that. Yeah. <laughs> that's not what I said. Yeah. You know, it's funny. There's the only time I've ever said the word on stage is because it was something that happened to me and Jean-Paul that someone said mm -hmm. something to him. So to tell the story, I had to say it in the story. But and it's in context. It is in context. But I'll tell you yeah. why I stopped doing the bit. I did it a couple times. The bit worked for the most part. It didn't get a huge laugh, but the point was important. Someone came up to me. I can't remember who. And they said, look, I'm not saying the bit isn't good, but it really looks like you're trying to get away with saying the word in the bit. Mm. Mm. So I never did the bit again yeah. because my attitude is like, if that's what anyone is getting from it, yeah. then it's not something I want to go down that road on. And the same yeah. thing as what you're saying. It's like if people don't think that word is inherently bad, I don't know where they've lived the last. Yeah, exactly. It, it is what it is. I, I mean, it doesn't mean anything else. You can't right. use it in a sentence. You can use fuck, shit, piss, all those words for something right. else. Right. You can't use that word for anything else. Right. And I, I think sometimes people just don't think through, through their arguments. They just... I think I think comics do that a lot, where where we just kind of defend an idea, like we're on the side of something, and we're like freedom of speech, and I get all that, and I'm all, I'm for that. It's just sometimes we don't have to die on every hill, like every yeah, hill. We don't yeah. we don't have to die on every hill. Yeah. yeah sometimes you know. I remember off. this one this one time, Stuart Silver, uh, rest in peace, was talking yeah. to another comic, and they were both Jewish, and Stuart told this joke, and I can tell it because he's dead. And he makes a joke about how he, he met this guy. He was an acidic uh, Jew, and he was selling hash. Guy was, you know, acidic Jew, selling hash. And Stuart goes, I didn't pay full price. I Jewed him down, right? Yeah. And this was a joke he did on stage, and some people yeah. didn't like it. So he was telling his other comic who was Jewish, thinking the other comic could be like, no, no, that joke's okay. But the other comic actually said, no, no, I don't like that joke. It's not right. You're using yeah. it as a verb, and it's not because Stuart automatically thought that person was going to be on their side because they were a comic. Yeah. yeah, they can't be on your side every time if you're wrong. No, that because we're humans, and yes. that's what makes us comics is yes. the, is our honesty. Yeah. Also, it's like context of saying that word. 
like Jew them down. Like yes. who, he's, Stewart's playing at Yuck Yucks. He's going to yes. be playing small towns. There's yes. not, there's no Jewish people in those audiences and you're yes. let, letting it fly. Yes. Yeah. Like, I get where the guy was coming from. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a, I don't know if you know him. There's a, I mean, he, he's a comic, but he's playing a character. His name's uh, Wheeler Walker Jr. I don't no. know. If you, do you know him? Derek? I know him. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. But, but he's like, you know, he's a comic and he plays up. He's, you know, in his songs, he's a very misogynistic. He's, misogynistic and he's really raunchy and they're super rude um but he's playing this character and he found that a lot of people were getting into the character but they didn't know it was a character they thought it was really him yeah and they were sort of getting going along with it going like yeah man i really i love your shit man and and his songs are so over the top when you hear them you're just sort of like oh my god this is it's so over the top it's 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 very funny and but the, yeah. country, the country music is is really is really good. But he found that too many people were taking it seriously and didn't know it was a parody of yeah. this sort of country singer. So he had to drop the bit, and it was sort of like, I, I it's it's very hard for comics to walk away from a joke that gets a laugh. And mm-hmm. so I can understand why Stewart might be like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to give him a joke. But then it's at also the same a different time, time. It's sort of like, is that the comic that you want to be? Yeah. That, you have to. Well, it's like, remember Dice? Dice cried on Arsenio and he literally said, it's a character. People think this is me. It's a character, you know? It's like, okay, Dice, I get it. But at the same time, some of the things your character's saying ain't cool. Well, and also. Well, Kurt Cobain, my my wife went to see Nirvana in Buffalo and that song, Rate Me. I don't know Nirvana too much, but Rate Me. All the people that. Kurt Cobain didn't like all the jocks were like yes. singing along with this oh, song. Yeah. It was just like they don't get it. Yeah, you're not getting it. You don't no. get it. Yeah, they Beastie don't know that that song's about them. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. I mean, you can't control. To, even, even the Beastie Boys has had to kind of almost walk back from that past and apologize and yeah, really yeah. feel bad about that image that they projected because in their mind they thought it was a joke. And everybody yeah. being on the joke, and then it turned out the crowds that were coming out were the kinds of dudes that were not get it as a joke. Yeah, you can't pick your fans sometimes, and then you've got oh, to do something can't. about it. No, you cannot. No, you can't. No. no, it's easy for me when you don't have any fans in the first place. So. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. I was going to say the exact same thing. <laughs> well, Are you guys doing stand up at all, or no? No, no. no. I just, no. I just headlined a comic strip last weekend. How was it? It was really fun. It was sold out, <laughs> half capacity. Yeah, because you can't do full, right? Yeah. Were there yeah. really masks in the audience? Um, you know what? Not a lot of people were wearing masks, but everybody was quite far apart. Uh, there was sanitizer mm. everywhere. All the servers wore masks. All the comics had their own mic. Um, yeah, it was. It was different and like some of the crowds were really receptive and some were really scared to laugh so you know it was it was kind of like a little bit normal but a lot like not normal i don't know how to explain (laughs) yeah it's kind of weird i find times i don't don't really miss uh i hate saying this but i don't really miss doing stand-up but i miss comics like I missed hanging around funny people yeah, and shooting the shit back and forth. I mean, that's why I like yeah. what we're that I like what Darren and Kathleen and I are doing now with this. It's like a chance to yeah. engage with people. Uh, but the idea of going up on stage is sort of like it's that weird thing about it's like if you don't talk about COVID or the shit that's going on on the news and stuff, you feel like a phony. 
But then at the same time, you have to wonder, does the audience want to hear about this or do they just no, want to it's like It's like the Trump up? effect. Who, who knows? Because people got really tired of Trump jokes and there was a bit of a Trump yeah. effect. So I wonder what will happen. I mean, when was the last time you did stand up, Gavin? Oh, my God. It, it must have been just before all this. It was a couple of weeks before all this happened. So in March sometime. Right. Yeah, I haven't done it in a while. I, I, I'm, like, I'm with Dave. I don't miss it, but I do miss it. Like I, yeah. I haven't written anything because I think it's pointless right now. Because yeah. I'm not, and I can't. Yes, you know, someone said it best. It's like blue balls. Like you can't, yeah. you can't work it out. So you're like yeah. whatever. And but I do miss hanging out with comics. I, I, every time I hang out with like a like do something like this, I'm like oh, I forgot this is fun. And then right. you'll feel that way when you hurts. get up though. When you get up for your first time, you'll be like, oh yeah, I like this. I forgot how much fun this is. I yeah. forgot what it's like and uh and i didn't write it all during it either but just doing yeah. shows i came up with jokes because you can say you're not going to do COVID jokes but that's what yeah. everybody relates to right now and for the right. first time ever everybody relates to something yeah, yeah. some people yeah. relate to this joke some but everybody in the crowd is going through the exact same thing when it comes to COVID. Yeah. so you will have COVID jokes and they'll just come out Hi, this is Ernest Borgnine. You're listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost on Laugh Attack XM Radio. Thank you. I, I, I was before this, I was writing a whole bunch of stuff about not wanting to go out and wanting to be at home. But like this is, uh, I think I want that chunk of time between when COVID's kind of over and when everyone's doing COVID jokes and then we get back into normal, I want that time to be gone. I don't want to be in that where everyone's doing COVID jokes. I just like, I, that's going to, that's going to be, that's going to be hard because we're all going to be doing it. Everybody's going to be yeah. doing COVID and jokes. And you know what's going to have to happen? Uh, people are going to have to start watching the whole show. Right. Yeah. Because they're going to have to watch, see what COVID jokes happened before yeah. you went on stage or after if you're doing a weekend with someone because you want to make yeah. sure that you're not stepping on toes. And I don't, I don't have a problem with that because there's a lot of comics and I've, and I've done it too, where you just don't watch the whole show. Now you're going to have to watch the whole show. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys, yeah. I hope you guys don't have jokes about learning how to edge during all this. Cause that's mine. I claimed it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sorry boys. It's mine. It's 20 minutes. No, no, no edging from this guy. I'm all about getting the poison out. Don't worry. <laughs> It feels, so, it feels so good getting it out that it probably shouldn't be there in the first place. So, um, all the anger, yeah. all the <laughs> anger and hate, get it all out. Yep. Well, you've you got a couple of minutes, Dave, but go ahead. Um, I got. I just. I've always been curious about this, and I, I just. I always wanted to hear your perspective on it. That there are people that you know that are open, like. Are either, either they're openly racist or they have like racial prejudices that aren't that they don't try to hide from people, but then they always yeah. have that one friend that they're always sort of like, oh, but I love like Anthony Cumia from the old Opie and Anthony yeah. show, and he has his own network on Compound Media. Um, he he was a guy that would be on the Opie and Anthony show. He he'd say horrible shit, and he yeah. would, he would say horrible racial uh, racist stuff sometimes. And I mean, they usually had like Jim Norton or uh, or uh, uh, Opie would be there to sort of balance it out. But yeah. but Opa, but Anthony Cumbia's 
favorite comic of all time, and he loved Patrice O'Neill. So I'm always, I'm always sort of like, how do you, how do you wrap your head around someone who's just like, oh, I can't stand this whole group of people, but I know this guy, and I love him. It's like the same. I, I, yeah, I know. Oh, like, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say the other example I know, and I know you've done jokes about Charlie Pride. But, yeah. Uh, um, and who I think Charlie Pride's one of the most uh, bravest men. I should be fascinated by him. Yeah. But he uh, he was on one of the um, Ken Burns country music documentaries, and there's this other sort of country legend, Farron Young, who is openly racist, and but he didn't really even know who Charlie Pride was. He heard his music and he loved his music, and then when he actually met Charlie Pride, it was the first time he was like, "Oh my God, you're a black guy. I don't like black guys." And then like, <laughs> and then both him and Charlie Pride sang together for a couple of hours at this bar. And then he became best friends with Charlie Pride for life up to the point where there was a, a radio DJ that confronted, I think it was Farron Young one time and said, listen, uh, we can't really play Charlie Pride's records on our radio station because he's black. And then Farron Young apparently grabbed the guy by the collar and then and mm. said, listen, if you're not going to play Charlie Pride's music, you're not going to be playing any of my records either. So it's yeah. just weird that there are those people that it just, I mean, it's always too bad that it takes someone, one person to open up your, 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 your sort of, to break down your prejudice walls. To I don't know if it's broken down. I no, I, just don't, I don't think it is either. I think, you're, I think you're just lucky that convenient. you've got one person you're like, yeah. Yeah. Well, George Washington had sex with his slaves. I mean, this, you know, <laughs> yeah. doesn't mean anything. It's exactly. just... It's, that's why I've always started it's such bullshit when someone says, I can't be a racist, my girlfriend's black. I'm like, well, I don't... Well, everyone's a racist. Like, everybody. And the worst people are the ones that say they can't be a racist. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. I was. We had uh, Sam Norton on our podcast, and we were talking about that. It's like, yeah, like he's like, I am racist, and it's something I had to work on. I'm like, yeah, we all are. We grew up in a society that is built on white supremacy, and we just gotta... That's how it works. We're all... We all have prejudices. We all have racism. It's just how it is, and it's just an honest thing to be. I, I, I thought you were going to say Patrice O'Neill because he hung out with Anthony Cumia. Oh, yeah, no, no, Patrice O'Neill. Oh, yeah, yeah, you said, yeah. yeah and and it's weird. You have to have, like, a level of non-judgment as Patrice O'Neill to be in that environment, or the checks are good, one of the two. But I don't, yeah. Or both, or both. Yeah, or both, yeah, the, yeah. or both. Yeah. Because, I mean, Anthony would be, oh, I love Patrice, I love Patrice, but I'm just sort of like, then why are you spouting off all these other all this other shit about other black people that you just haven't gotten to know yet. I mean, for, I think it's a, it's, it's like a narcissism, like a, like it's a mental disorder, like that kind of thing. There's no logic to it. Right. There really isn't. It's like, you know, Trump loves Kanye West, I guess. Well, I think he I loves mean, Kanye because yeah. Kanye said that he loved Trump. It's sort of like, it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it's the same level, right? Like you appeal to someone and so you're reaffirming who they are when you, like, Charlie Pride appeals to him. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I can see you're a human because you, uh, you, you hit all the markers I enjoy in a human being. Right. right? You're reflecting myself. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's crazy. Unfortunate that it, that's what it takes. And, you know, with, with yeah. the, way, the way everything is going now, obviously the world's on fire and, you know, there's going to be a lot of changes in the next, you know, six months to a year. Yeah. What do you think 
for just for you, Gavin, personally, what yeah. do you think the future is for you in the next year with your stand-up? I know you got a podcast, so you're you're addressing yeah. certain issues. Because I know as a stand-up, the last time I saw you, you were you were playful, but you still did some topical stuff. And you always try to find that common ground to be a little playful. Do you think you're still yeah. gonna try to find that line, or do you think you're gonna be a little angrier about things i don't know if i'm angry i think i'm like i'm at an age where you just kind of use the status quo like you used to how things go right. and i think things actually these protests have changed a lot of things like i like the things i've seen that come out of this protest i've never seen in my lifetime so that's i mean that's a positive direction i don't know if i'd be angry more angry i think i'd just be more i'm kind of in a moment where i'm like i don't care and i mean that in a good way where i'm like right. i don't i don't need the validation and i don't care who likes me and i don't care i don't need to please bookers i don't right. care about that shit so i don't know where that's gonna lead me but that's where i'm at I'm, it's kind of calm i'm kind of calm right i would say yeah, yeah. I, I, found, I found the older that i get the more exhausting anger is yeah and you're yeah, just, like, just where is this gonna get me yeah it's it's too much uh and and i found that like when I say the 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 validation from bokers, that was a huge thing when I was younger. And it was it makes you crazy when you don't think you're good enough or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm just like I can't do that shit anymore. And these people don't know comedy. I'm just uh, if they don't like me, they don't like me. So that, that's <laughs> that's my major beef. I don't. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, for for me, over. I'm I'm definitely not as angry as I was two five years ago. Obviously, yeah. moving to Barry and being a father. But for me, what the hard thing is now is trying to explain to my children what's going on without yeah. having this sense of like, don't get angry about it, Darren. You've got to explain it to them in a <laughs> non-angry way and yeah. you know, explain why it's happening and, and, and what's good about it and what's not good about it. And that's not always easy. That must be hard to explain to children. Cause like I can explain this stuff in a non-angry way, but I, I know when it's coming out of my mouth, there's some yeah. truths that are just like, yeah. oh, this is too technical or it's too, I don't mean technical, but it's too harsh. Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't imagine like trying to explain that to children. Like, oh, the reason cops are murdering black men is because of blah, blah, blah. It's like, that right. sounds a hard deal to teach kids. Well, it's like well, last week, Kenny Robinson's daughter posted a, a poster. I don't know if you saw it or not. And no. it said that my father could have been the next George Floyd. And she yeah. went in, in a protest with him. And my 10-year-old saw the poster because he was sitting beside uh -huh. me. And he said, what's this? And I, and I showed it to him. And, and he goes, well, what does that mean? And, and he knows Kenny. He's met Kenny. And I explained it to him. And he goes, but why would he die? And I had to explain. And, and his attitude was, well, but that's dumb. And I'm like, I, I don't know what else to tell you then. It is dumb. <laughs> it is dumb. It is dumb. But, it is. but I can't say anything more because as a 10-year-old, I just yeah. want him to think that, and that's enough for a 10-year-old. Well, you, you see, the cops don't really protect us. They protect the corporation. It's like, nah, yeah. Yeah, I can't <laughs> yeah. get into this shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's almost yeah. one of the things you almost want to let kids be kids for as long as they, they can. And so it's sort of like, I mean, I'm sure when your kid gets older, he'll, 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 he'll figure out what... Yeah, but then, like, if like if you're black, especially in the states, you got to teach your kids. Like Tamir Rice was what 14 years old. Like you got to teach him young. That, oh yeah. Oh yeah. You oh. can get murdered if you don't you don't handle. They, I mean, that's what they were saying when I guess when Tamir Rice was mur murdered, they were mm -hmm. saying how they need to train black kids how to handle the police. 
that's how they're going to do a course. Yes, yes. On how to, which is like, oh, you're not training the cops to handle kids. Yeah, that's going to train. Fucked up. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, that's I mean, how it is, right? E- even a couple of days ago, that crazy story out of the Wendy's in the parking yeah. lot. Like, they, they had his car, he took off. Where is he going? Just, yeah. he's drunk. He's going to sober yeah. up and need his car. I just. Well, yeah, they, 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 I don't, they had his name. They had his address. <laughs> they had his yeah. car. It's like he's either. And even if they did, they would have found him. They would have yes. found him. Yes. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't understand this sort of the rush to shoot someone when it's just let the guy run off. He's going to come back to either his car or his house at some point. But you know what I think it is? And I had a theory about this. And maybe this is far-fetched. But there's a thing amongst police that if the if an assailant ever gets their gun, the other yeah. cops shun that cop. So the fact that oh, that wow. guy got his taser, I wonder how much of his, uh, obviously his ego plays into it. Cause like we just yeah. said, they had his car, they'd be able to find him. Yeah. But the fact that he got the taser off one of them pissed them yeah. off to the point of like, I'm going to show you. Right. The game, the game <clears throat> yes. mentality. Yes. Well, that's, it, it's yeah. I, this is what I like about the protests. And I mean, this sounds horrible, but, white people are getting beaten up. And I don't mean this like white people are getting beaten up. I mean, like it shows that you're in it just like us. Like once they're yeah. finished with us, they're going to go oh, on yeah. to white people. Oh yeah. And it's just like, Oh, you're part of this with us. I was at the, when I, I we, we protested at the G20 and I, being in that moment, you realized, Oh, the cops are protecting businesses. That's what they're for. They're protecting right. corporations and businesses. And, and then they spin the truth. And yeah, they don't give a fuck about any of us. So, yeah, yeah, it's that weird thin blue line of just. I mean, I've heard other cops say that you know, there's, there's, there's three colors: there's black, white, and blue. And hey. blue will always protect blue, no matter what other color you are. So, right, it's just it's yes. uh, it's crazy, isn't it? And one of the safest jobs too. Not even the top ten most dangerous jobs. It's a safe it? job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, based on stats. Yeah, well, I mean, elevator, top 10. Yeah, elevator mechanic is a more dangerous job than a police yep. officer. <laughs> I've gotten more messages from people who have family members that are cops. Like if I've ever posted yeah. anything about Black Lives Matter or if I posted oh, yeah. anything anti-police. Well, my dad's a cop. My brother's a cop. And I'm like thinking, well, I hope they're good cops then. Like, I don't know what to tell you. There, there's hey, clearly no, no, no. a problem with the police in this world right now. I don't care if you're – I don't care if you're a cop. There's a problem even Am I losing you guys? Get, no. Just, just like Kathleen. Get gross. Oh, okay. <laughs> when when she know. gets really angry, it goes like No, that. it's me. <laughs> Sorry. I'm bad. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got angry yeah, earlier. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand so email uh, messaging you saying I can't, I, cops are bad. Or, or I'm my nope. parents are a cop. Cops are good. Cops are good. Yeah. You know, there's no. a, my brother is a cop. He's a good guy. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. Argument. I don't know yeah. what that. You want me to shut up about this then? Like, I don't yeah, know. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you have no idea what they go through, and you have no idea. I'm like, well, you have no idea what black people go through. Clearly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you chose a job. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, th- that's one of the, the greatest. I don't want to say jokes, but points that he made in that special, and we're almost wrapping up. It started in beginning with, is when he said, you know, George, we didn't choose George Floyd to be the hero. Yeah. They did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. And it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a huge, huge point. It's like whenever you see anyone that says all lives matter, if they haven't seen the 15 cartoons that have dumbed it down enough 
for yeah. you to not say that, then you're never going to get it. So I stay on Facebook. Right. I, it's the same arguments. It's the same. It's a, it is. It's, it's just a loop. Yeah. Yeah. And some, know, every, people are, every, some people are a lost cause, you know? I mean, they're never going to change because... Although, I'll tell you what, I'm very impressed with white people. I see in my face, there's way more white people calling out racism now. Like, right. like if from this these protests, way more. Yeah. I don't mean to pat you guys on the back. I just mean, like, I, I... That's okay. People seem to be more invested than they've been in the past. From, I mean, we'll, time will tell, but right yeah, now... Yeah, that's the thing. Like, like in six months, is it just yeah. going to go back to it? You never know. And we're yeah. all going to be like, yeah, they're our friends, but, you know, I got to worry about my mortgage. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what it's going to be like, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think a lot more people are actually, like, I've read some books about it that I never would have read before. I think a lot yeah. of white people are finally, I mean, we all watch that man die in front of our face. And if you yeah. can't see that, that there is a problem by watching that, like, it's crazy. But yeah. I know a lot of white people are trying so much harder to just like, even if you think of something, like stop thinking that way. It's not going to solve it in the next little while, but at least maybe people start teaching their children better and, and eventually also, it will get better. Yeah. yeah. And, and everybody saw the arrogance on that one cop's face Yeah, that had his knee on, on George Floyd's neck. And he had this look on his face like, you know, you aren't going to tell me what to do. Because there was like the three yeah. other cops that were around him and everyone's sort of like, well, why aren't those cops saying anything? Because there's a hierarchy in the police department that you're not about to sort of even call out your fellow cops because they're going to be like, you know, what do you know? You've only been here for this many months and I've been here for nine years and look at all this shit. You're not going to tell me what to do. And that one cop had that look on his face just like, I'm, I know what I'm doing. Don't tell me anything different. I heard the lawyer from one of the cops <laughs> that was standing there said that, he was, uh, he accused the witnesses of not doing anything. Yeah, of not knocking the He's like, oh, I didn't, yeah. He was like, yeah. why didn't anyone do anything? I was like, okay, lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. But you know what's yeah. interesting? We've been about wonderful the, times. The, the, Our job is to film now. Our job is to film now. Because that's what, 100%. I went to the protest here, and they yeah. said, if you are a white person and you see something happening to a person of color, film it. Yeah. And if, and if you're a white person and you're going to go to a, a, a march, A, don't take any selfies, which I was like, Ugh. Film the police. They could said there, film the police. Yeah. Could there be anything more cringeworthy than uh, you take a selfie at a black, look, look, I'm making a difference. But <laughs> okay, I have a question. <laughs> I have a question for Gavin, though. Yeah. Gavin, what, what do you think about white people that all of a sudden have started posting selfies with their black friend? I haven't, again, I haven't been on social media that much. Yeah, I guess so. But what do you I think if you saw me. that? It's sort of annoying I saw, I saw blackouts. I saw blackouts on people I, I thought shouldn't have blackouts, but, I mean, mm -hmm. what am I going to do? Yeah. I just, I haven't seen it. Most of the people in my circle, in, when I do jump on Facebook every once in a while, is um, are saying kind of the right stuff. And then, you know, there's always Kenny. You always get a Kenny that jumps into a thing <laughs> oh, and yeah. has a great point. Has a good, oh, yeah. yeah. Kenny's like, I say Kenny's like Yoda. He's like the, or, or Kung Fu, the legend continues. He just yep. kind of drifts around in the internet and then says something and then jumps out. So he walks the yeah, earth. That's, uh, yeah, he just walks the earth and he just throws out his comet and it's great. And yeah, well, but other than that, I haven't seen that stuff. The, the only photo that I think a, a white person should take at a uh, Black Lives Matter protest is a photo of other white people holding signs that say all lives matter. 
Yeah, just like that. I, I've, I've been to a. I've been to a few protests and I, again, there's a lot of white people and some of them got some good signs, some spelling mistakes and some, but you know, <laughs> yeah. I just spell things wrong. Most people have been pretty good. Like they, they most people I've seen have been pretty good. I was, I was, I was looking, waiting for Proud Boys to show up for a couple of them, but yes. I haven't seen any. Something like that happened in Edmonton. I don't know what happened. That sounds like the that... place that would happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, uh, that's, yeah, no oh, offense. trust me. Oh no, no offense taken. I'm well aware of, of how creepy my province can be. But I guess when everybody was taking a knee, um, somebody wouldn't stand. I couldn't see anything or somebody wouldn't kneel. And so the yeah. man on stage basically said, you don't have to kneel. We know there's hate in your heart. And then he said, don't give that guy attention. That's what he wants. That's why he's here. And it was oh, actually- Oh, was he young? I, I couldn't see anything. I don't even know okay. if it was a proud boy. I don't even know if it was a, a counter protester, okay. but- but then in London, in right. did you sorry? Did you say a thing in London, England, where that black man saved like a yeah. a, a far right guy from being trampled? Yeah, yeah. Did not like that shit. <laughs> you wanted him to get trampled. <laughs> yeah, why are we saving any, the dudes out there to protest against yes. us? Just like yeah. Yeah. get trampled. Fuck him. Yeah, I don't care. He's he's on the cop side, so fuck him. I think people. Are I get it. Him. I I get it. But it's it you it's. You know what it is? It's the green book moment. That's the moment where white people are like, see, we're all great. No, no yeah. offense to you guys. I know I say that. But it's like, <laughs> I said that. I thought it was nice. So now I have a different perspective. And I'm like, no, nah, we don't need to do that shit. You know what's funny about that, the, the movie, The Green Book? Sorry, I'll, I'll just, this is my last, but the funny <laughs> thing about the Green Book movie when it came out and then it won all the Oscars and stuff like that, the family, yeah. not the Italian guy, actually, the, the, that family came out and just said, you know what? There was never any really big friendship between the two of those guys. <laughs> it was really just a job to him to drive them to different concerts yeah. back and forth. And really, that was, all that stuff about their friendship was all made up. And it was just one of those weird yeah. moments of just like, why do you shut up about that? Why do you just say, yeah, they were best friends? <laughs> yeah. It seemed like this would be a perfect time to build a bridge between yeah. like, this group and that group. And, and now you're actually tearing it down. I'm just like, this yeah. isn't how you sort of make people get along better with each other. but. Yeah, that movie am, was terrible. I, I am surprised. <laughs> I, I am surprised how quick the NFL walked back on the oh, healing. Oh and, man! And, and the Confederate flag. I'm not gonna. I'm very surprised that that happened as quickly. I'll give NASCAR credit because that's the NASCAR. That's a huge deal. It is a NASCAR huge for them. That's a huge deal. Yes. So I'll give NASCAR credit on that. Yeah. I heard people in the NBA might not be coming back because they're like, because of all this, but the NASCAR, I'll, I'll give them credit for that. That's a huge deal. I was shocked when it happened and yeah. you know, the NFL walking back. I mean, it's just, yeah. 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 What are you, what are you going to do for him now? You're going to give him, you know, a hundred million dollar contract and say, didn't even right? mention his name. I know. Didn't even mention his name. Yeah. I know. Nothing. It's, it's, it was, it's, 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 it's like, it was like Louis CK's apology. Yeah. Yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. Him. Him. Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick. Heather Hair. Those two are kind of like. Yeah. They sacrifice. You see, those two people have sacrificed. Yes. And you're like, yeah. yeah these are those are good people. You know. Yeah. What I mean, like, the, regardless of Kaepernick doing Nike commercials, just some good people. Yeah. All right. On that note, it's been a. It's been more than half an hour. It's been fifty-five. <laughs> 
this wow, is it's, I'm sorry it got so depressing. No, 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 no. It's been great. Uh, now, yeah, this push, was fun. Your, push your blog, and not your blog, so your podcast, because <laughs> I, want, yeah, I want people to it's know. It's a colonized podcast. I do it with B. Black from uh, Ottawa, and we yep. do it. It's weekly, so we just came out with one with Sam Norton. You guys know Sam? I yep. know Sam. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yes. So he, he was just on it last week, and uh, we just wanted to ask a white guy questions, so we had him on sure. <laughs> to ask some questions. It was fun, and uh, yeah, we do it weekly. Uncolonized. It's on iTunes and Stitcher, everywhere you can get uh, podcasts. Perfect. Okay. That, and that's the whole name, Uncolonized? Uh, Uncolonized Podcast, yeah. Podcast, okay. Okay. And we Twitter? do a regular show, then a Patreon one, which is uh, Uncolonized, unco uh, patreon.com forward slash the Uncolonized. And that's a, a bonus episode that we do there. I saw you, you, you yeah. did a thing. Well, okay, I mean, we, we've already, I know where we're going to cut this interview, but I'm, I'm just sort of saying, you did a, a a, uh, a rewatch of American History X. Yeah, we do that every once in a while. So we'll do like old movies, and then we'll do, um, we'll do like Green Book and stuff like that, or The Help, and yeah. then the Tyler Perry movies. American History X was very interesting because I hated it at first, and then because uh, I liked it when I was younger, I hated it when I the first time I watched it, and then I watched it again, and I you realize the framing of his past stuff, and it's pretty interesting. Yeah. And I enjoyed I, it. It's it's always funny that, that that one movie is like a weird one because it, I can see like a lot of white racists enjoying the first half mm -hmm. of it and then going. Ah, the whole I, black and white. Whenever they go in the past, they like he looks like a superhero. Like they make yeah. him look so amazing. But what I realize is that it's the it's the perspective of his brother seeing him as a as as a superhero, and you're like, oh okay. But it does look like they're glorifying Nazis in it. Oh, sure. yeah, oh, yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's done on purpose. And it's so funny. There's, I, I remember when that movie came out, and there's this the scene at the uh, dinner table, and Edward Norton starts talking about yeah, and all that. I'm amazed. Yeah. Always amazed me how many, how many people would take his talking points from that conversation and then try to work it into their own sort of racist agenda and it was just like i think a lot you're you, it was always like that you're literally uh you're literally quoting a movie but you're leaving out the part where the guy realizes he was wrong the whole time you know <laughs> yeah they don't do the prison and getting raped thing they just yeah i love charles manson his records were so good and oh what yeah. other stuff too oh i didn't know about that okay well now it's like looking at it in a different way so yeah yeah, it's an interesting movie. <laughs> yeah. No, I liked it. I, I hated it and then liked it. Okay. All um, right. Well, thanks, Gavin. I appreciate you coming yeah, on. Yeah, thanks for really having appreciate me. It. Yeah, yeah. A lot yeah, of take fun. care of yourselves, guys. I'll see you Stay later. Good to see you. Stay safe. Yeah, you too. Okay. <laughs> I hope this is over soon. I hope <laughs> we're done soon. Yeah. Oh, going second wave. Second wave. It's coming. <laughs> well, I think we'll be prepared for it. I hope we're prepared. Yes. I'm yeah. Uh, you're not you're prepared. adorable. <laughs> <laughs>
But we can cut it down if you really want to. No, no. No, I don't want to cut it out. I don't want to cut it out. I'm just saying we went way too long tonight. Oh, okay. Well, that was almost a two-hour show. So maybe we part one, part two it. I don't know. Uh, up to you guys. I mean, well, we could put whatever you guys want to. We could put one out tomorrow and then another one out Friday. Yeah, it's just it's like. I th you, you'll know when you when you stop how much time we have. It's been almost two hours. Okay. So you know maybe we have the opening and then Jamila and then our, episode two is just part two is just all Gavin. 